0: Welcome to a special CC podcast series on the What Works Best 2020 update. For the next eight weeks, join the Secretary of the New South Wales Department of Education, Mark Scott, as he speaks with schools and students like me about effective teaching practices that support student academic achievements.
1: Chris Causey, Rudy Hill High School. There's a lot of focus on the way you approach assessment there. Why is student assessment so important and why is a key strategy in you running a highly effective school?
0: Look, I think if I could um, say that we define assessment in the Jeff Masters language of a point in time judgment about progress or attainment. And whether that point in time happens in class or whether that point in time happens uh, perhaps doing a special program like entrepreneurial learning, whatever it is, that point in time judgment could be NAPLAN, it could be HSC, an HSC examination, but it is a point in time judgment. And to take it back then into why it is so important in the school, we're increasingly seeing ourselves as being an assessment-centred school and our classrooms as assessment-centred. Because if we know what students know, and we know that they know how, which we used to call in the old days, know-how. And then we know that they can demonstrate their knowledge and their know-how in various tasks that they complete in learning, both theoretical and practical. And then we know as they progress through school, as our year 12 students demonstrate, that they actually know when to select and choose those things, and they can use them routinely as part of their repertoire. Then that's why assessment matters rather than assessing um, students, we like to think about assessing the learning.
1: It's really interesting talking with you about this, Chris, because we know assessment can be quite controversial. There's a a lot of focus on, uh, you know, a narrow number of big external assessments, but you seem to be embedding assessment. You know, what are the key elements of the effective assessment practice that you've developed there?
0: I think I'd like to mention three elements. There are more, and of course, assessment's pretty complex, and it's not, that well understood in many ways. But I could just mention three, perhaps. One is that we use a lot of Dylan Williams' work, short, medium and long cycle assessment. The short cycle assessment we use um, extensively to be able to look at what we're doing in the moment. So that's when students talk about doing a self-assessment or teacher feedback, it's very much about what's happening, you know, within a lesson or a couple of lessons. And the medium cycle kind of work that we're doing takes longer. It's what you're learning across a period of time and how you're assessing it both progressively and then what the final product is. And of course, uh, longer term assessment, the long cycle is often tested by external testing. So the second key element of our, our work is that we focus on triangulating our data. Individual snapshots like NAPLAN are really only useful to students and to schools, if you're able then to triangulate them against what you've already done. So if we have student and peer assessment and teacher assessment, which is the more traditional in-class kind of assessment and assessment tasks, and then we triangulate that with external data, then we really can see ourselves in the lucky position of being able to look at, is there a pattern, which is the third element that we look for, is there a pattern of evidence that shows this student is making progress in their learning? Because learning isn't performance. Performance is that snapshot judgment in time. So those three elements really matter in our assessment design.
1: You know, you run a big, complex, comprehensive uh, secondary school, if i If I listen to you talk about that that thoughtful and strategic approach to assessment, how do you, in a sense operationalise that uh, at the school? how 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 are you assured that that's the practice that's rolling out in all your classrooms and and then how are teachers using that to inform their teaching practice?
0: The easier way to answer that is to go back and say that if you're looking at how do you put that in place and ensure it, You really need to come back to the notion of the assessment-centred classroom, language that's come out of the research in really in the last 20 years is that it won't work unless assessment drives the design of learning and assessment drives the um, delivery of that learning and accommodations for particular students. The three three ways we do it essentially in the short cycle is that we use uh, John Hattie and others' work around having really clear learning intentions tied to syllabus outcomes, um, and that includes skills and knowledge, and then having a success criteria against which students can make a judgment for themselves and teachers can make a judgment. So in that short cycle, having that for every lesson, every day, that's critical. In the medium cycle, we use capability-driven assessment a lot, and what our students would uh, tell you is that they are able to create work samples, they annotate those work samples, and then they're able to upload them and have them validated. The work sample is important because they choose it, but the annotations even more so because they demonstrate against the benchmarks, the CARA benchmarks, for example, for skills or syllabus outcomes, what they're able to do. But to really ensure that this happens, you need the longer-term cycle for your professional learning and your professional staff. And we use outcomes-based accountability. We want to know how much we've done, how we've designed lessons, all those sorts of things, how well we have done it. Did it work? Did that, was that lesson effective? And we'll get that information from the feedback that students give us and the feedback we give them. And then has it made any difference? And that's where we do need to have external evidence, whether that's in critical and creative thinking or literacy or numeracy, all of those kinds of things. We need to actually know that we're making a difference in, in the learning design that we're putting in place. We ask our teachers to tell the story behind the curve for their classes, to actually explain why it happened the way it did, what students learnt, what they wouldn't do again, what kinds of programs, what kinds of lesson strategies work best. And we ask them to continually assess.
1: It just strikes me, Chris, that, you know, there's so much, in a sense, deliberative planning and thought that you've clearly done there with your leadership team to be able to embed assessment as as a central part of your learning uh, programs there at Rudy Hill.
0: I'd like to be able to say to you, um, Mark, that the, this happens when uh, a leadership team leads. But in fact, this actually happens when you can design high-quality professional experiences for your staff and the whole staff learn together and the whole staff work together in order to embed this practice. And one of the absolute beliefs to Rudy Hill High School is that teacher assessment, school assessment student assessment needs to be on the agenda constantly where we're looking at how do we design the kind of learning that the students, the staff and the school needs in order to be able to put this in place in every classroom. And yes, we've got a great leadership team, but it's a very big team and some of our youngest members of staff who are pretty clever uh, are also contributing very much to the journey we're taking.
1: Hey, uh, Chris, thanks so much for that. In a way, what you've done, the way you bring that whole staff together, this is who we are, this is what we do, this is what the evidence says is important. And in a sense, the disciplined execution of what the evidence says is important. I think that is a key differential here. You know, there's such interesting work on strategy that's been done that says you can be a fundamentalist about strategy, but there are different approaches that you can take to a whole lot of problems. The, the key differential is, can you execute the strategy that you have? I think there are lots of good intentions, but the ability to be able to bring a leadership team and then a broader school community together and say, this is who we are. This is how it works. And to be, in a sense, strong enough in leadership to have that expectation, that's a real driver of results too. And I think you can see that in even the Hattie work on collective efficacy. Can you, do we all understand yeah. what we're trying to do here? So yeah. it's a great story.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Thanks for Thank that. much. My pleasure. Bye. Bye. So let's talk about the student experience of assessment at Rudy Hill. What are some of the ways that your progress is assessed at the school?
0: So we use both external assessments, our exams and assessment tasks, and as well as self assessment to measure how students are going with content, as well as how well they're going with skills and capabilities. Our focus on student agency and how they develop their own like, skills and abilities to problem solve is something that makes us different from how other schools might assess their progress.
1: So that's kind of interesting uh, to me. So, of course, there are external assessments that we all know about, but you're saying at Rudy Hill, the assessment program that you have, the assessments that you're doing yourself around your progress is, is equally weighted and important and is a key for you identifying your progress?
0: Yeah, we have a focus on um, letting students write their own like, reports in their own way of measuring how well they are progressing in the subject. And it focuses both on how well you're doing in content as well as how you're developing the skills to be able to complete that subject.
1: Why do you think uh, assessments are important and what value do you get out of a good assessment program
0: at school? Well, they're important because they test our skills and knowledge that we currently have. So like, for example, in essays, we're tested on how we're able to prove our points and how we're able to back it up. And, but without them, we wouldn't know what we'd be doing and how we could improve our skills and knowledge. And like, they hold such value because it helps us to improve ourselves but without that, we want to
1: know what we'd be doing. I mean, what, what's interesting I think about this as a case study is that I think around the state, we think teachers need to be experts in assessment, but it appears at Rudy Hill, students are becoming experts at assessment themselves, monitoring their own progress, monitoring where they need to go to next. And there's a real responsibility about assessment that's put on you as students at the school. I mean, if you were a teacher how would you be assessing a student's progress? And you know, pick a subject for me and tell me how you think a good teacher can identify student progress through assessment.
2: I reckon if I'm a, if I'm a teacher looking for progress in my students, um, I'd keep it the same way that it is through like take-home assignments or through an exam. So like with a take-home assignment, we're able to give concurrent feedback to the student to help them progress and give them feedback and drafts during class. But then also with an exam, it, it tests the student to think on their feet critically and in that moment. So it also shows their progress in able, being able to uh, remember the content being learned and to apply it into different scenarios. I also feel that it also helps the teachers see how they're teaching their students. They're able to know if what they're teaching has come across to the students and if it's being understood.
1: One, one of the things that strikes me listening to the, the three of you is that you know, assessment gets a lot of attention. It gets a lot of attention in the media and, and some of the big assessments that we have, like NAPLAN and the HSC, they get a lot of media attention too and there can be pressure about it. But you seem to be indicating that at Rudy Hill assessment is really just part of the way of life and going to school. And it's a regular part of the way that you learn there, the assessments that are provided by your teachers, but also that self-assessment process uh, that you're putting yourselves through. And it's, it's just a regular part of the fabric of uh, learning at Rudy Hill?
2: Yeah, um, we we like to use a little thing called My Learning Hub. So it allows the students to, like, apply evidence from their own work and to reflect on how well they've done for that specific subject. So they're able to apply the evidence into our website and then write a reflection on what they did in that class, how it worked, uh, what it is, and how well they think they did it effectively.
1: Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. That's been terrific.
0: Thanks for listening to this special What Works Best podcast series produced by the Centre for Education Statistics and Evaluation, or CC. Tune in next week for a new episode.